What's good, everybody? It's your boy, me, aka Young Drip God, aka Young Juice God, aka Gotta BB, Gotta BB, and welcome to episode 36 of the Space of Place podcast. Joining, uh, you know who this is. It's your host, it's your boy, Meech. Um, unfortunately, the AIM crew won't be joining me on this episode. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Final coming up, you feel me? Uh, so I figured since we missed the episode last week, I figured I'd just do a solo episode, you feel me? And, uh, yeah. Um, you know what? For this topic, I'm just I'm just gonna binge it, or I'm just gonna uh, wing it, and I'm gonna talk about one of my favorite series of all time. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know what I'm saying? Then we just gonna get right into this. Uh, over the past couple of, like I guess like over like the past three weeks, I've been slowly but slowly steadily completing, uh, starting my my own manga collection. You know what I'm saying? I've always watched anime. I continue to watch anime ever since Days uh, of Toonami. Weekdays coming home, three to five. You know what I'm saying? Catch an episode of Dragon Ball Z, Gundam. You know what I'm saying? Tenshi Muyo. And ever since then, I've continued to be an anime fan. But I've never actually owned a physical copy of the manga. Like, sure, I would always read it online or like from the from the Shonen Jump app or whatever manga apps are, uh, are on there, on, like, on my phone, but I've never actually owned a physical copy of a manga phone, you know what I'm saying, so I was like, I figured, now that I'm older, I got the money, you know what I'm saying, why not shell out a little change, you know what I'm saying, give me, give me my first manga uh, volume, and what better manga volume to start off with the series that got me into anime in the first place, Dragon Ball Z. But in this case, it's Dragon Ball because the original, as it was going on in Japan during uh, Weekly Shonen Jump, it was just called Dragon Ball. Like the entire story was called Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z was just like, I'm pretty sure it was like, it was um, a studio decision to just add the Z so people know that it's like another part of, like the second half of another, of the same story, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a continuation. Um... But yeah, I figured why not uh, start my first manga collection with the series that got me into the genre anime itself. And I started off, I started uh, getting like, um, I got them in the three-in-ones. So in order to save money, because there were times, I was, I looked on Amazon and I saw that there was a box set for Dragon Ball, which had the first 16 volumes. And then there was one for Dragon Ball Z, which had the volumes with that. And I was like, I don't want to have to. I like when I when I collect something, I want to make sure like I can see the entire thing. You know what I'm saying? You know how like it has a picture when you uh, when you like line up the volumes. That's what I like to do. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know what? Let me just get three in ones, save a bit of change. I got all the way right now. I have uh, the three in ones all the way to volume thirty four. 35 and 36, I just need two more volumes and I'll be complete with the um, picture and everything. And I'm currently on volume 28 of the Dragon Ball manga. This is this the start of the, uh, this is uh, the start of the Android saga with uh, Trunks coming in and Mecha Frieza. And let me talk, let me just talk about this, bro. If you haven't seen Dragon Ball in a long time or if you want to get the experience of dragon ball again 
I highly recommend getting the manga. The manga is phenomenal. Like, just reading, like, work, just reading the original work of Toriyama and seeing where it started and where it has become to where it's like just this global phenomenon. And it's like, wow, this man was really giving us gems weekly. Like, oh my God, like this, this, this is actually incredible. Um, starting off with the, with the first volume, like meeting Goku and Chi Chi and them, like how the journey started with them wanting to, uh, how Boma wanted to get the Dragon Balls for, um, getting a boyfriend and how the four star ball represent, meant so much to Goku representing his grandfather, Gohan. And it's the it's just the journey of all the characters coming together for one single goal for their own selfish reasons, of course. But evidently, eventually they all come together and establish a relationship of of family bond. Like you can really look at this this core cast of characters like this, like these are their family, bro. Like the amount of the journeys that they went on with the start of the Dragon Balls and like. How it like how it's progressed over the years, and they've always stuck together throughout thick and thin, no matter what it was. Like, sure they they would all they would go off on their own little things. Everybody would do their own little journeys, their own little training. But evident, but always they would always come back together as a squad because that's just how how important the cast is together. And I think that just shows to the testament of Goku, the main character. Um, Everybody knows who Son Goku is. Arguably the most iconic anime character of all time. You could, like it's, it's between him and Pikachu. You can honestly argue that. Um, it just shows how good of a character Goku is. And how underrated I think people see view Goku as. Because to me, I, I think Goku is a well-written character. Like From his humble beginnings, where we see him was just this regular monkey boy that just was in the boonies and like he didn't know anything about civilization at all he just was a a kid that liked to fight liked to eat but as you see him venture out through the journey how he's able to incorporate himself into modern civilization being able to grasp new concepts of, of the world within west city the martial arts tournaments but still maintaining that same goofy lovable sense of self that he has and also his sense of justice that he brings because Goku is a character that will always put the needs of others before himself regardless like I noticed that especially reading when he was going to get his four-star ball and the, it was the volume with the red ribbon army and if you know anything about the red ribbon army you know that <laughs> yo it's a whole entire army organization just wanting world domination and how the Red Ribbon Army is trying to go and attack Goku and his friends is like Goku was putting everything aside from finding his grandpa's four-star Dragon Balls, helping the people of the Penguin Village in order to save the mayor, to uh, in order to obtain the uh, to free him from the colonels of the Red Ribbon Army. He put, he puts the needs of others ahead of himself, and I think that's a character 
trait that Goku has always had ever since like the beginning. Like even if he doesn't know he's doing it, he does it in a way where it's sincere. Like every action that Goku does is so genuine and I can appreciate and he always stays true to himself no matter what. He never folds on his people. He never folds his own beliefs. He's the same character through and through. But as you get old, but as he gets older and as he interacts with the world around, there's more there's layers to Goku's character that I don't think people really touch upon. And apparently, like, because people I think people nowadays, especially on any Twitter, they don't if they're like if their character isn't questioning the plot 24 seven, he's not a good character. Like, bro, you can have simple characters and still be well written. I don't understand why people think that. You can't. It, it doesn't make sense. If your character is constantly or like I don't have an issue with your character constantly questioning the plot. If that's what it's supposed to if the plot demands for that in that respective story. But that's not what you're going to get with Dragon Ball. You, with Dragon Ball, you are going to get a series filled with comedic moments, a battle shonen and adventure like an you're getting an adventure story. That's what Toriyama's vision is like this story is a grand-filled adventure for a journey of the seven Dragon Balls. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but clearly it started out as a gag manga. Like, because, like, in the first three volumes, <laughs> my goodness, bro. It, like, you, the humor, oh, my God. Like, I don't think they, I don't, <laughs> you could tell it was written in the 80s. And Boma was used as a, like, <laughs> she was just a, uh, uh well, a bullseye for all the sexual jokes that were just thrown at her. I'm like, oh my goodness, bro. I don't think this could get, they couldn't get away with this. They, I don't think they, I don't think Master Roshi could see the light of day in today's society. Mm, I don't know about him, bro. But it's just like, you can see that transition slowly start to become more like Dragon Ball will be known for, for like, it's over the top fights. It's, a, it's emotional moments. It's amazing character, like, interactions between the cast. Like, I think, once you get to the Red Ribbon Army, it slowly starts to be become that battle shonen that it's it's known for. And once you hit the twenty second tournament with a uh, Tien and Chaozu in them, that's when it like kicks off. That's when like the the battle shonen really starts to emphasize itself in Dragon Ball. And we, I ain't gonna flex. We gonna have to start a dialogue, bro. This man Toriyama storytelling is amazing like it's it's an abc story but the way he executes it is incredible but the way it's just like it's mind-boggling how simple the story is but it's the way he's able to convey the emotion through the story through the fighting through the character dialogue through the 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 suspense the the twists and turns of the plot and it's just like, wow, bro, like, this man Toriyama is, hey, he had, Toriyama's a genius, bro, on me. Like, I don't know if you could, I could, I don't know if I could ever write a story like this weekly. And it was, and it started out as uh, uh, a gag manga based off of Journey to the West. And it's like, bro, you really made a gag manga based off of that, an old Chinese uh, story into one of the biggest mediums of all time like i don't think people realize how successful and how huge this series is or how much this series means to a lot of people like 
this was what really laid the foundation for me moving forward as an anime fan. Like, this was something that, op- like, it opened the floodgates for everybody. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, wow, bro. Actually reading the original work and getting to those moments that made the series what it is, it's just like, the build-up to it is amazing. Like, I really think if you haven't watched, like I said, if you haven't watched Dragon Ball Z in forever, or if you need a re, if you need to re reintroduce yourself to the series, I highly recommend either reading the original manga or starting from Dragon Ball episode one. Like start from Dragon Ball. You need like I'm telling you the story. I've had I've grown to appreciate this story a lot more starting with Dragon Ball. Like starting with chapter one of the of the manga. Like everything prior to Super Saiyan. Like. Everything prior to the Saiyans, you know what I'm saying, to the ant from androids and freezing them, starting with the OG story and working your way up to those moments are so satisfying. And we need to talk about this Tori. This man Toriyama, he he has probably one of the best stretches in Shonen Jump. Like to me, I think with Dragon Ball, the manga it does it starts out slow. I will I will admit. It starts out slow, but it's still, it's good though. But I don't think, I think it reaches like great, the great status once you get to the Red Ribbon Army. When you get to the Red Ribbon Army and you're introduced to Mercenary Tau, introduced to Commander Red, uh, General Blue, all of them, that's when I think the shift starts to slowly become something new. It, it, It still has those comedy moments, but it's like, you can tell like, the shift was is starting to come become something a little bit more seriously serious and then after that you get the 22nd tournament and oh my goodness bro this was much, oh my god bro like honestly tournament arcs in <laughs> anime in general bro i don't think there are they're not that many the only one that i can think of that i can put in the same conversation as the tournaments in dragon ball the 22nd and 23rd tournament are the Dark Tournament from Yu Yu Hakusho and the Battle City Tournament from Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, those are really the only two other ones that I can say that come in the conversation of uh, great tournament arts. And from the 20, and the way his transitions, bro, from here, the transition from the 22nd tournament, everything's, uh, uh, Goku loses the Tien Shinhan by Out of Bounds. Everybody's going on their merry way. Uh, Krillin's going to grab a, Goku's power pole. Then all of a sudden, you hear a scream, and then you just see this man Krillin on the floor, dead. And then on the paper, there's a there's a symbol for Mild for Demon, and then you just get introduced into the Demon King Piccolo arc. But like that's one of the craziest transitions, to be honest. Because at that point, nobody died. Like nobody died in the show. Everybody was alive, kicking it, doing their thing. Um, training, martial arts, tournaments, and everything. But it was that moment where it was just like everything was pe- peaceful. And then Krillin dies by one of Piccolo's, King Piccolo's henchmen. And it's like, wow. Like, that's when I think Toriyama was in his absolute bag. And the Demon King Piccolo art, oh my goodness, bro. That is one of the, <laughs> that is one of the best arcs. That Toriyama is written, bro. Like, oh my god, like, 
then that was the that was the first arc where I can genuinely say like Goku actually felt helpless, yo. Like he couldn't do anything cuz prior to that Goku was he was either mopping his opponents or he was going toe to toe with the best of them. And he just got done like fighting Tien. Tien was cold, bro. Like if you people underestimate how cold Tien was. If you if you need to, bro, I'm telling you, watch Dragon Ball or read the manga. You you see how cold these characters were, bro. Oh my goodness. And it's just like seeing Goku fueled with rage going to avenge Krillin. And you would think he's getting the dog. You would think he was, okay, Goku's going to do his thing. You know what I'm saying? He's getting he getting the upper hand on King Piccolo a little bit. And then Piccolo's like, you know what I'm saying? Let me go ahead and show you what's, go- what's good. I'm going to show you a bit like maybe maybe half of my power. Maybe 35%. And this man, Goku, gets stomped. Like, absolutely stomped. I'm like, bro, this is ridiculous. This is the first time we've seen Goku like this. Like, Goku was down bad, bro. And I'm just like, wow, how are you going to bounce back from this? And then my boy bounces back. I'm not going to spoil nothing. You need to watch, You need to read it. You need to watch it. But it's amazing. And then the transition from that arc to the 23rd tournament slash Piccolo Jr. arc, where the Piccolo, uh, King Piccolo's son, you know what I'm saying, Piccolo Jr., the current Piccolo we know now, and his fight with Goku. Oh my god, but like let me talk about the fights in this manga. This man Toriyama, his paneling is incredible. His paneling is simply incredible, bro. Every his it's his way of like big attacks like the Kamehameha. I like it where each, those attacks will get their own singular panel and it's just the character doing the motion like just super big. I love those panels. And Toriyama is a genius at doing that, bro. His his choreography for the fights in the manga are amazing. And it's just like, wow, bro. Like, yo, the martial arts be getting me hype as hell in here, bro. And like I said, bro, OG Dragon Ball. I, like I said, it's good until you get to the Red Ribbon Army. And I think that's when it shoots up to great. And then from that point on, it's just incredible. Like the the let the next three arcs that you're getting after that are absolutely incredible. And then you get to Z um the the uh, the Z portion of the story. Oh my gosh, bro! This man Toriyama was on some. He was on something right in this story because I tell you, bro, the Saint no from the the Saint saga. To the cell, to the uh, freezer saga, to the cell saga is probably one of the best stretches of shonen arcs ever. Not even just shonen, but probably most probably in anime, bro. This man's really he really gave us three ten out of ten arcs back to back to back. It's crazy, bro. Oh my good, like this man was really writing this weekly. I don't think people understand how hard that is. Like to write a series this successful weekly. For years and years and have to elevate the plot more and more seeing how you're going to progress from this arc to this arc and how you're going to transition from this arc to this arc how the character's going to interact what's the new villain who's the new villain who's the new foe that they have to face and oh my i got done reading the namek saga like i finally finished up the namek saga in the volume this manga has made me appreciate this series 
10 times as much as I did whenever I was a kid. Like, just sitting down and actually reading what I grew up with in its entirety as of now, as 22 years old, this series, honestly, unpopular opinion, this series is great. This series is amazing. Like, I don't, un- uh, I don't understand why it gets the hate that it does. I think the only reason why it gets the hate that it does is because it's popular. And people like to hate popular things. But if you actually watch from the very beginning and you pay attention to what you are watching or reading, you will understand why this series holds the heart of so many people. This is a story about adventure, a story about self-improvement, a story about finding who you are and overcoming the obstacles that are thrown ahead of you. And it's just, find, like, like I said, finding out who you are because Goku finding out who, how, that he was the same because we all knew Goku was, he wasn't normal. He had, a, he had a monkey tail. He was the only dude in the crew with a monkey tail. And we were just like, yo, who is this? But then slowly as the arc progresses, like later in the Dragon Ball portion, you 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 find out like what the uh the Uzaro represents. It represents Goku, like his his heritage. And you're like, well, what is that heritage? And then when Raditz comes through and he's like, Kakarot, you are a Saiyan from the planet Vegeta, and I'm your brother Raditz. We use the power of the full moon to transform into great apes to unlock our full potential. And it's just like, wow, bro, like this man was an alien the whole time. And we find out that he had an accident as he was picked up by his grandpa, Gohan. And he was sent to Earth to destroy it, but when he bumped his head, that changed everything about Goku. That re- that changed the, the entire outcome of this series or how it is was structured. And that, to me, and it, and it also is talked about in the same volume with Braddis, with the Masaroshi, with the whole nature versus nurture. And you see that with Goku and the other Saiyans with Raditz, Nappa, and Vegeta, the Saiyans that stayed with their planet or grew up in the outer regions of space and held on to the same beliefs and did the dirty work of conquering planets and selling them off as high prices, whereas Goku long forgot that mission and was and he was conditioned by the compass- compassion and love from those who he considers friends and family and how that is really where his true strength lies. Like his true strength lies within protecting those that he cares about. And it's not until you realize that every time Goku is at the brink of death, he comes back stronger. And that's a, it's a trait of the Saiyans, a trait of the Zenkai boost. Um, and it's just like, okay, it makes sense. And it also explained why Goku always was excited for a fight. Cause normally normal people would be like, Oh, we're like, Oh, fight. Cool. But when you see with Goku, it was completely different. Like he was just ready 24 seven to go. And you find out it's, it's just in who, who he is. He's a warrior of a, of a proud, he's the, he's the combination, the combination of a warrior from his race of people. And so when you see the interactions between Goku and Raditz and how, like, he denies his heritage because it's it's just, it comes out of nowhere. It's like, bro, you're my brother and this is what our people do? Nah, bro, I'm out of here. No, nah, I don't even want to be affiliated with that. 
But then after he's fight with Raditz, he slowly starts to realize like, okay, I am a Saiyan and I'm able to I'm able to use that to my advantage, but at the same time, I'm not forgetting who I am. I'm not forgetting my friends and family, you know what I'm saying? I'll never become the Saiyans of the past. I won't become like Nappa or Vegeta was at one point in time. And you see that with the Vegeta, Goku and Vegeta fight, which in my opinion is one of the great, probably the best, no, the best first rival battle ever in Shonen. Like that, they set the bar for what rival fights in Shonen should be. Like on me, everything. Uh, I go back and forth whether or not I like their first or second fight more, but after reading this, right now their their first fight is that is, is number one to me. That that fight is incredible. Um, and then you see the whole like you said the whole uh, nature versus nurture thing with Vegeta being the nature, the being the upper echelon, the mightiest of his warriors, the the prince of all saints. And then you have Goku, the nurturing saint who was cast aside or outcasted to. Uh, outcasted to earth because his power wasn't he was nowhere near like the upper echelon he was a low-class warrior he was he was trash in the in the terms of vegeta he, he was trash he was common trash so seeing the two sides of development clashing and then you see the side of nurture actually overtaking nature which is a combination of Goku's hard work from all of his masters of who he learned from at this point versus Vegeta's just natural raw ability and that nurtures overshadowing that natural ability. And, it, and that was honestly the moment where I felt Vegeta was actually, actually changed his, started to change his, uh, his character. His character started to become questioned by Goku, the one, the, the lone class warrior who was exiled from Earth to Earth because his battle power wasn't that high, actually shedding the blood of the proud Prince Warrior Vegeta, and that just changed Vegeta entirely from that point on. And it also changed Goku too, where he was like, "There's he thought he thought he could he thought he was at his limit with Vegeta, and then he realized he thought he could become as strong as he possibly was at that point." until he met Vegeta and how Vegeta was just twice as faster, twice as stronger, twice as more intelligent than him. And it's just like, he's, he realized like, there's more for me to do. There's more for me to train. There's more for me to push myself to surpass my limits, to become even stronger than what Vegeta is. And that opens eyes to like, there's a whole vast world out there of people that could probably be stronger than me. And I just got to keep training and training to overcome my own limits to see where I stack up against the best. And that was, that's amazing. And then the transition, and then the Namek Saga, it speaks for itself, bro. That is probably, one, that is one of the greatest arcs <laughs> in Shonen, bro. The the beginning, from the beginning to the buildup of the Super Saiyan, and when you finally see the Super Saiyan, and then the climactic battle between Goku and Frieza. It's just like, bro, this man Toriyama was on a different level from his competitors. I know they were punching the air every time they dropped a, they dropped a chapter. And they saw this man Toriyama like, bro, what? Super Saiyan, come on. Just throwing, punching the air. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, bro. And it's really like, 
you can see the you can see why this series is as successful as it is and why it holds the heart of millions of fans across the world. Do I understand why people say it's overrated? Eh, I mean, people say it's overrated, just say it's overrated. Um, as a person who's 22, who was reading the manga for the first time, um, at, the, at this point, I don't know how you can sit here and say that this story is overrated. Like, this is a, this is a phenomenal manga. This is a phenomenal series. Like, I would go as far as to say it's an underrated series. Like, I think this is an underrated manga. And it's just... Just a... It's just a read that you have... Like, once you re- start reading a chapter, you realize... Come And then you realize how incredible this is. And it's just like really amazing. Um, <laughs> like, I, like I said, this is an underrated series. I think this is underrated. Like this is, and it's crazy to say that because we all know how popular this show is, how amazing, how global Dragon Ball is. But when you really sit down and actually read the original work or watch it from the first episode to the end of Z, you really get to see how great this story is. Regardless if it's a simple ABC plot, this is it, I'm fine with an ABC plot as long as it is well written, is well executed, is giving me fantastic character moments, fantastic fights, um. Just a, a story that I can enjoy from beginning to end. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with simplicity. Because everybody seems to think if your story is not complex, complex, it's not a good story. And that's not how writing works. So people need to stop that narrative and just appreciate the stories that are given to you as they are. Stop putting, stop trying to put um things on a story that it's not trying to do you know what i'm saying why why are you looking for complexity in dragon ball this is a simple abc plot if you're trying to look for complexity go read fullmetal alchemist or go read attack on titan if you want the the plot to be questioned or you want philosophies uh it uh questioned every time in the story not to say those are bad or anything but but don't put those don't try to put those same criteria on the story that clearly the manga didn't want on his story. But anyway, that's about it. That's all I just want to say. Uh, this is a makeup episode for last week's episode that we that didn't come out. Uh, we'll have the the space of the place with Hey I Am Groove back on next week. We'll be talking about character. Like I said, next week we'll be talking about characters who we we'll take a list of characters that we like. And we'll see if we would dislike them if they were the opposite gender. And they had they had the same character archetype, but they're just a different. They're just the opposite gender. Sorry, can't speak today. Uh, but yeah, make sure you follow us on our individual um, social medias. Uh, make sure to give this a listen. Make sure to share with your friends. Uh, and just overall, just make sure... To stay safe uh, and have a good rest of your day.
Peace out.